Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, and I'm the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I am here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is goal setting and goal keeping. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I figured this is a great one for Holly to do because she is fantastic at this stuff. Thank you. <laughs> it, it is wisdom born of pain. <laughs> So yeah, this is one thing that a lot of people have problems with, and I have had so many problems with. I've I've gotten better at it over the years, but I definitely need a regular consistent system to remember to check on goals, I guess you could say, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not just to set them up, but to keep consistent. I think that's the problem. So I'm gl- so glad that you said you wanted to cover goal keeping in this because that is the problem. Everybody and anybody can set a goal. They go to these goal setting workshops, they go to these goal setting YouTube videos or articles. They read all the ones from BuzzFeed, especially this time of year. Mm -hmm. And oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody is down with shitting on New Year's resolutions. You know, they're like, Oh, New Year, new me bullshit. And, And it's while I'm glad they understand that there's no New Year, new me. It's frustrating because they're just using it as another excuse not to grow, not to change, not to hit their own goals. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's it's like that extreme of there's this New Year's resolution and, oh, my God, I'm going to lose so much weight. And then the other extreme of I'm never setting a resolution yes. again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I and, and this kind of pride yeah. to sit there and say, oh, I never set New Year's resolutions. I yes. never look at goals. It's just there there has to be a middle way yeah so how um how do you want to start this one um well let's let's start with what i have seen that from personal experience doesn't work um i'm calling this buy uh, buying success on credit which is the either the resolution or the massive um jump in and set all of your goals and and then you, there is this place in the back of your mind that considers the fact that you have set goals, the success right there. This is a very right brain thing. Your left brain is much wiser about this, but your right brain, when you set the goal, takes that as the success right there. Hey, I have set a goal to lose weight. Therefore, ta-da! I am successful at what I have decided to do. Let's go have some chocolate cake. <laughs> um, and having gotten through um, multiple years of really, really screwing up, not just resolutions, New Year's resolutions, but goals that I have set for myself, um, there are some things that you have to um, kind of hang on to. And and the first one, I, I think... This for me, um, I was never in AA, I've never been a drinker, but I read the entire 12-strep thing because, um, the, the book, because my father was an alcoholic, 
And my first husband was an alcoholic. And uh, there are some really useful things in this. And you start looking through it and you say, okay, well, you know, I, I don't buy God, but I can see where, okay, higher power. Okay, that works. Uh, the AA model is this. Um, you have to look at goals as being like alcohol. Uh, they're easy, they're addictive, and they destroy your objective, which is to actually get shit done. <laughs> because if your right brain believes that setting the goal is success, then it doesn't feel like it's got to push you towards anything else. And it will tell left brain, hey, yes, we set the goal. We're awesome. Let's go not do what we were going to do. And for, for reasons that are just completely alien to me, left brain goes along with this. <laughs> well, I think that this is, it needs to be noted too, that, that different goal systems and different styles of setting goals work for different people. Yes. So obviously this is, this is Holly's take and this is what works for Holly. But again, she is kind of a boss about getting her shit done. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it's important to remember that there is no one true way. You know, this yeah. is not this is not religion from on high. Uh, this is you've got to figure out what works for you, and things that work for you might not work for me. Things that work for me might not work for you. So you keep trying until you succeed. Yeah. Um, the thing that I found that I think this is a universal is that your motivation has to be internal. You can tell yourself and others you want to do something, but you'll only do the work if what you say is true. And this was me wanting to be an artist, and this was me wanting to be a rock star. I, I, I said I wanted to. I believed that I wanted to, but I wanted to have done it. I wanted the fame and I wanted the wealth, and I wanted the popularity, but I didn't want to do the work. And when I started doing the work, I discovered um, I had no internal motivation. My motivation was purely external. It was, I want to be, you know, a, I want to be a rock star. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I want to be beloved, and I want to have people throwing, throwing stuff at me on the stage, not tomatoes. Um, you know, <laughs> throwing flowers and, and, you know, um, and that just, it, wanting that will not get you there because you have to go through the work and the hardships and the, the seven year apprenticeship where everything you do sucks to get to the part where you get to the good stuff. And yeah. I didn't have it in me to do that. Yeah, that's it's something that I come across a lot with um, my friends that want to be able to do art, mm -hmm. and it, there's it's the same thing with that stuff. Is it's the excuses? If you find yourself consistently making excuses for not making the time to do certain things that you want to do, then either you don't actually want to do what you're doing or your your motivation isn't there because a lot of people say oh I wish I could draw like you or I want to be able to draw like you but the thing is if you're not sitting there actually earning it yeah you know it's 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 like what you said is people wish that they could have just 
had had that ability. That's what it is. Is people just want the ability. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to earn it. Right. And that's kind of an indicator that if you're not willing to struggle through the hard times, then the good times aren't worth it to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The words, I wish I could, mm-hmm. are a gigantic red flag. If you hear yourself saying those, then you don't really want to do the thing that you say you're doing. And, yeah. and the instant you hear, I wish I could, come out of your mouth, go, oops, okay, that's, that's my red flag. That means... I can just let go of that thing completely. I can be free of the guilt of not doing it because it's not what I really want. Or you just realize that you need to take action and stop wishing. Because I used to say, I wish I could do this all the time. My problem was I wasn't taking action. Mm -hmm. I wish I could draw. I wish I could do realistic faces. Well, okay. What does it take to do it? Right. Get off your freaking ass and get to work. <laughs> That's what I had to tell myself. I wish was an indication for me of the things that I wanted for my actual life. And I just kept putting off as the future. Mm-hmm. But as we've said before many times, all we have is now. Right. You have now. And if you, if you can find a way to love the work, you'll be okay. Yeah. But, you know, the smell of paint... And the smell of thinner and the smell of all of that stuff, um, it made me a little queasy. And so I backed away from art because, you know, famous artist, I don't like the work. And um, guitar, well, I just kind of sucked. And learning the middle of the neck uh, just foiled me. You know, now a couple of years ago, I found a way to actually learn scales and figure out where everything was, but it still wasn't joyful. It still wasn't, holy shit, I get to go in and and do this today. It was, well, let me practice scales again. Eh. And I stopped. I have a couple of really nice guitars, and I stopped. Um, But writing? Writing? Well, I fell into that. And the fact that the first thing that I wrote really sucked, and when I read it, I knew it really sucked, I didn't care. Because Mm -hmm. sitting there at the typewriter and coming up with shit was awesome. And, And even if it was bad, even if it was really bad, and so much of it was, it was, I was god awful when I started. I had good grammar, I had good syntax, and I knew how to spell. But, oh my God, I was the queen of exposition. I could make anything boring. (laughs) And I did. And it took me seven years to learn not to do that. But it was worth it. It was every day because even while I was sucking bad, it was still fun. It was the thing that made me happy. It made my fingers want to just jump onto first the upright typewriter and then to learn how to use MS-DOS with its massive 10 meg hard drive that I paid extra for. Like I paid like $300 for a 10 meg hard drive and installed that fucker myself. And I was, this was back in the day, man. This was hardcore. It was one of the earliest PCs. It was a K-Pro. And I loved that thing with its amber monitor. It was so cool. <laughs> so, but yes. Yeah, that was... That, that's the point, is that 
you find something, whatever you are doing is an indication of what you want to truly achieve. Yeah. Um, or unfortunately, whatever, what, like, if you are sitting there wishing that you could do something else, but you're sitting there watching TV, watching sports, watching every single team on, you know, that plays in a, in a specific sport, that is something that you can cut out of your daily time and spend doing art, writing. But if your distractions are more important to you, then Holly's right. And maybe you need to take a look at those wishes and those dreams and maybe just let go of some. Mm -hmm. There, frequently you will discover that what you really want to do is what you're doing already. And there is no guilt in writing a book, but, but, or there is no guilt in not writing a book. Let me, let me clarify there. But there, I know a lot of people really do want to do this and they just haven't managed to push themselves over the hump into discovering that sitting down and writing every day, five days a week, or every day, two days a week, you know, whichever, when you have free time, that this is, this is fun. So you have to find the fun. Um, so what you have to do to get there, what you have to do to find your internal motivation, if this is the thing that you really want to do, is you have to understand the difference between I want to write a book and nobody in the history of the world has ever written a book. It, not one single person on the planet has ever written a book. We have, those of us who have succeeded at this, have sat down and written words, either a number of words a day or a number of pages in a notebook a day or a number of pages on a typewriter a day or a number of screens on a computer a day because a book is a big damn thing. Yeah, and that's something that we covered in a different yeah. different pod uh, episode as yeah. well. So the, you you to in order to give yourself your internal motivation, you have to create a workable goal. And that might be, I want to write 250 words a day. That's a real goal. I want to create one good character today. That's a real goal. I want to figure out my story conflict today. That's a real goal. And these things are doable in one day. You know, oh man, I want to have my story conflict be a about a meteor that's getting ready to strike earth. <laughs> Big damn conflict. And you know, you can make some good characters around that tomorrow. If you come up with a big damn conflict today, um, I want to build a villain today. Every story needs a character who's on the wrong side of your protagonist. It doesn't have to be an evil villain. It can just be somebody with a major difference of opinion. Or it could be the girl who thinks that the guy is a jerk and the guy can think that the girl's snuck up, stuck up and snooty or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know, I want to do that. I want to create a cool story setting today because Wanda Lucia, 
<laughs> Becky's story setting, or my favorite story setting of all of the ones I've come up with, and I've come up with a lot, settled space. Every time I go into settled space, it's like going home. <laughs> and I want to be in there. I want to sink into this world that I have created and live there for an hour a day. And yeah, I won't be for the next little while, but because yeah. yeah, I'll be working on moon and sun for the next little while. But then and I'll Dead go Man's back. Party. Yes. But yeah, yeah, you'll go back because that's your... But I, I like how you're, you're basically saying that breaking down a bigger idea of, of a goal into smaller goals, into steps, into achievable goals achievable, that you can hit that target. Yeah, yeah that are achievable is, with a 10-minute timer. That not just 10 minutes, but that are achievable if you are working along and you have some way of, of setting your limit and knowing when you're done. Uh, it, but what you are looking for with each of these goals is a f the way to find your I want to write today. And you have to mean it because this job is a long haul. This job is... Well, I picked it when I was 24 because my grandmother was in her 90s. My great-grandmother was in her 90s at the time. She lived to be 103. Her brain still worked fine up until uh, she, about just a few days before her death. And I was looking at her thinking, okay, well, you know, if all goes well, and I live to 103, how am I going to keep my mind busy until the day I die? What can I do to pay my way through life that will pay me, that won't suck. Because uh, I was a nurse at the time, and you, nursing is a hard work, very physical job. There is a massive amount of lifting people and pulling people and rolling people over and uh, jumping onto a stretcher and grabbing somebody's leg while you're pushed into the x-ray room by an EMT. Uh, so that, that the, a massively fractured bone, you're holding it straight and the edges of the bone apart. Um, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of really, really hard physical work. And, and I a knew lot of emotionally draining work. As oh well. yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that isn't even getting in there because at the time, well, no, at the time I pretty much knew I was already burning out pretty hard because yeah. of yeah, that one episode. But, um, yeah, I you knew. just knew you weren't going to be able to maintain that. <laughs> right. That I, I knew that physically, I, I was maybe good until I was 50, maybe, maybe 60, you know, and I'm right up against the wall of that right now. Yeah. And I, you were super physically fit at the time too. Yeah, I was. I was lifting weights because I was, I had a, a weight machine up in the attic and I was doing push-ups every day and I was lifting weights because... It's a physical job, <laughs> and and if yeah. you aren't in good shape, it will beat you to death. And I decided it wasn't going to beat me to death, but I just realized I needed something to do. If you know, if I were really lucky and lived as long as my great grandmother, what was I going to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, yeah. So, if you want this, it's really worth going after. But it has to be something where you jump in and you say, "What do I want to do today?" And your answer has to be, I want to write something. Yeah. And it, and what you're talking about too is leverage. So a lot of people, they, they don't, maybe don't understand why they want to do certain things. And if you're not clear on it, get leverage on yourself, mm -hmm. figure out what it is, this, this thing in mind is providing for you. Maybe it's like Holly has 
has mentioned several motivations behind writing. It's, it's, you know, the one she just talked about, the fact that she wanted to be home from her kids, the fact that she wanted to get out of a job that was physically and emotionally draining. So you really need to get leverage on yourself and look through your own life and figure out what it is about this that you want. If, if it's just the, the rock star <laughs> artist fame and roses thrown at you, well, that's not going to work with no. writing. <laughs> no, that won't. It, it, you think it will. And I thought for years that that would, but it didn't. It, that, that motivation of, oh man, I want to be a rock star never got me to learn to, to get good at the guitar. Um, that motivation with art never pushed me past amateur level with my artwork because it... <laughs> You have to want to do the work. And you have to find fulfillment in sitting your butt in a chair and coming up with weird shit. Yeah, it's the same thing with a lot of the knitters and crocheters that I follow. I love knitting and crochet. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. But I am not a frog something, frog two inches back on a sweater 80,000 times to create a pattern for my Etsy shop or Ravelry or whatever these people are selling them on. And a lot of these people come up with really beautiful, brilliant designs, but it takes them days and days and and just tons of hours to create all of these patterns. And I don't have that motivation. Right. I love to create stuff, but I have no interest whatsoever in creating patterns for other people and Uh writing them down and keeping track of all not interesting a lot of people find that work very soothing um very mentally challenging Mm -hmm. um and fun but it's it's not for me yeah so what is the next piece of goal setting after you determine the the smaller goals then then you put them on index cards and you pin them on a board and (laughs) or or you put them on your desktop, or you put them in a little notebook that that you carry around with you, and they are your today goals, and that's it. I write down three things each day that I am going to accomplish that day. One of those goals is always a writing goal. Now, you know, I take weekends off. Um, For me, the podcast is a day off because I get to sit and talk to my daughter (laughs) for a few hours, and we have a wonderful time. For her, it's work. And it's a lot of work. But for me, man, this is just fun. So Saturday and Sunday are my two days off. Um, and I, yeah, I am serious about taking those days off because I have discovered that if I don't have a couple of days to just let my brain power down and, uh, you know, play No Man's Sky, which I've been, I'm back on again. And I, I have, um, God... <laughs> This is something I play into the wee small hours of the morning and then get up at five or six o'clock the next morning to get to work because uh, I get to go into outer space and I get to take pictures of aliens and I I get to find new shit that nobody has ever seen before on planets that nobody has ever walked on before. And I get to name them things that I want to name them. The goals with with what you're what you're talking about because right. I remember you never taking days off too. yes right when because you, I didn't <laughs> yeah but but the, the cool thing is is when you're hitting those goals 
taking time off to play No Man's Sky, taking time off to watch your guilty pleasure TV, whatever it is that you like to do in your pastime, yeah. feels more fulfilling and, and you don't feel like, oh, I should be doing something else. You right. don't feel the stress you of unaccomplished it. stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you earned it. You You get to play your game and fly around in your little spaceship because you worked your ass off during the week or at least did your... 10-minute timer and did 10 minutes and got 250 words a day for five days during the week. And that's, you know, that's a pretty significant chunk of book right there. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's important that you're reaching this goal that, that you've set for yourself. So mm -hmm. the 10-minute timer that she keeps mentioning, it's not to just set 10 minutes aside during your day, although if that's all you have, that's better than nothing. Right. But the idea is just to keep you focused on what you're doing. And when you set that 10 minute timer, the thing is, even if you wanna go look for something else, you just tell yourself, well, I can do that when the 10 minutes is over. Right. So just keep using that as, as the way to keep yourself focused on these, on that task. Right. So you set that what? 10 minute timer and then you just write your fingers off for 10 minutes. And when it goes bong, if you have something else you have to do, you do that. Yeah. yeah. But so the, the basic idea is find a big thing that you want to accomplish. So let's say somebody in their head is, I want to write a book. Mm -hmm. Since you can't actually just write a book all at once and it's done or, or that's, that's not a good, good goal. The second step is to break it down into those baby steps. Mm -hmm. And this is this is very clear, very basic goal setting stuff. But again, Holly clearly achieves her goals on a regular and consistent basis. So this is what we're doing because this is what has worked for her. Yeah. This is what we're sharing. So you break them down into bits and pieces like, um, I want to work on my character. And if you only have 10 minutes, then I want to create my character's description. I want to create um, an item from her past that makes her not trust people. I want to create the villain's reason for wanting to destroy all of humanity. That's <laughs> something that you can achieve in 10 minutes. Right. Um, and then, of course, if you have more time... I want to create an entire villain today. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am I am currently writing a class called How to Write a Novel, uh, where a bunch of students over a period of about a year and a half wrote down all the questions they could think of about what they needed to know about writing a novel and where they were running into trouble. And I took all of this, all of the questions and I thought I was going to be able to turn this into an eight-week course. It is to laugh. Uh, currently, uh, we are, I have it broken down into 38 weeks. And I am on now writing lesson 13. And it is, uh, I've got students who are going through it with me right now. And this is right now closed class. The people who are in there right now are the only people who are in there, and it's not open until the yeah. next time I open it because, because what we are doing, this is the called splinter class. Yeah, yeah, this is the splinters version, um, where <laughs> my most recent mistake was forgetting to write the ending of the lesson in lesson oh, twelve. Gosh. So they let me know about that, and I went in and fixed it yesterday morning on my day off, um, because well, you know, 
some things you got to have in there, even in the Splinters version. But this is not, there are a lot of things you need to learn to write a publishable novel, and that's what this class is about. There are not a lot of things you need to learn to write a novel. And you can start by writing a bad novel and then learn how to revise it. Um, and you, you learn as you go. I mean, my first novel sucked. Uh, but I learned so much from that novel. It is worth doing even if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, even if the product at the, the end is, is unsaleable, it's still worth having written because you, you, you won't. It's like sitting there wishing that you could draw, but you've never drawn. Mm-hmm. How do you know what you have to work on? So it's the same thing with writing a book. But even looking at this as you've written stories before, look at look at 2019 and figure out one thing where, where you keep wishing or dreaming or it's a goal of yours and you haven't achieved it yet. So let's say you have never finished an entire novel. So that could be your goal for 2019. But then break it down into to manageable steps. Exactly. Figure out, you know, what... If you if you have a piece that you have already started, figure out what you have left to do and then break that down. And Holly, what Holly says is after you break down these goals and, and maybe you, you have a master list of all of the things that you need to accomplish to reach that goal, then you need to create a daily to-do list of no more than three items. And yeah. this is Holly's three items is three three items every day for her work. So that could be working on the site, that could be but there's always a, a writing goal in there mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah. So for you, it could be the same thing as is your three goals. If you're super busy, then you know, maybe it's clean up this kid's room or make him clean up his room or um, make sure that your your weekly shopping is done and then have a writing goal in there too. Yeah. Something that is achievable. And one thing that I wanted to say too is if you fail to achieve a goal during a day, it's not a bad thing. What you need to do is just learn to adjust. Let's say that you have decided to wake up an extra 30 minutes early um, so, you know, you get your routine down and you have 30 minutes of writing every single morning, five days a week, and you have a goal of write a chapter and you realize after 30 minutes that you've only done 150 words, your write a chapter is too big of a goal for 30 minutes. Right, for the time So maybe have. it should be write... Uh, to a certain amount of words. If if it's 150 words, then just keep trying to get that in. If it's 200, that's great. Yeah. But learn to adjust your goals for what is achievable because Holly has said this before. A lot of people, every, everybody who teaches people how to do goal setting, this is an important part if they're smart. And I've noticed a lot of people leave this out, is that goals should be achievable because that's how you get momentum yes so set your fence low so that you can get over it every single time i would say if you can do 150 words in half an hour set the goal for 100 words yeah yeah because you little lower yeah just just you never know if you're going to have a shit day you never know if you're going to have a fantastic day where you do you know 350 words in 30 minutes and you don't know where the hell that came from that's great yeah but 
the only thing I could say is if you're consistently, if your goal is 100 words and you're consistently getting 200 pretty much every day, shit days, then maybe raise it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, maybe add an extra 10 minutes to your time. But you want to create these achievable goals that are moving your progress bar forward. Right, because and even you, if you are having a shitty day, if you get your 100 words, well, hey, that's a success for the day, and you can at least feel good about that. Yes. And now, I know some people don't need this, but some people like me do. Find a way to track your goals, to to show yourself what you're doing, because some of us get so lost in what we have not accomplished. And that could just be in the entire day. You didn't vacuum the floor. You didn't get the dishes done. The the dogs, you know, the, they didn't get walked. And I don't know. But it's, you get so lost in all of the shit that you didn't get done. That this is, and this is a consistent day-to-day thing. That you lose track of the fact that you are progressing with something. So if at the very least print out a free piece of paper on the internet that is a calendar for your month and draw a big old X on the days where you got your, what they say is eat the frog. You, you, basically, it's a to-do list. The, the, the biggest, most important thing that you don't want to do, that you want to do the least, is called, it's called eating the frog. So <laughs> that, yeah, that way I still have Saturday and so, like, it doesn't always have to be something that you don't want to do, but it's the most important task of the day. So for my Eat the Frog on Sundays, it's getting the podcast edited and scheduled and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's my Eat the Frog. So you you want to make sure that you have something every single day that you can mark off on that calendar, even if it, it, if it turns not to be writing, but just seeing that progress. Do you remember marked. what I used to do? Mm-mm. I, I know you saw it because you would come up to my desk sometimes. Uh, I had just a little index card. You know what an index card junkie I am. Mm-hmm. And every day at, at the end of my writing day, I would write down the word count for the project. And Oh, the, yeah, I remember seeing those. Yeah. That, yeah, because it just, and you still had it when we lived at um, the the place in Fort Lauderdale or North Lauderdale. Yeah, well, yeah. You, well, you had that place. for yeah, for one of the um, the books, because I remember seeing it taped to your desk. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And yeah, so see, that's that's something else that you can do, too. It's is, a reward. Is, yeah. Or yeah. keep keep your entire list of things that you want on one sheet of paper, all of your big-ass to-do list. And when you complete something, like create a main character with, a, with you know, a, a weird ability then mark it off, but mm-hmm. keep that paper with you so that you can see everything that you have achieved because right. our brains are, I don't know if it's the society, I don't know if it's just a scientific thing, but we are so hardwired to see the failures um, of our, the so-called, quote, failures of our days that we are not keeping track of all the, the things that we have done, which is a big reason why I put a lot of my art on my wall mm-hmm. in my art studio because I can see the things that I have done and I don't forget that I have that capability. So it should be the same thing for you. Yeah. It's why writers have a brag shelf. So you can yeah. look at this expanding wall of, of book of multiple series of books that you have written 
And your brain says, yes, I did that. Therefore I can do this because (laughs) I have succeeded in the past. Therefore I can succeed again. And that's really important thing to know. And you start that little, you don't start it with a book. You start it with a little index card. And the first day that you get a hundred words and you write down a hundred on that thing. And the next day you come in underneath of it. And if you get your hundred words, you write down 200 because that's how many words you have now. And your word processor will tell you how many words you have now. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're doing typewriter, but then do pages. Yes. Then do pages. Yeah. Cause it's easier to keep track of than having to go count. count yeah. You just write, okay, well, yeah, I was yesterday, I was on page two and today I'm on page four and in a month you'll be on page 40 and in, yeah. in three months you'll be on page 120. Yeah, or if you're doing short stories, keep track of all the titles. If you're self-pubbing 3,500-word stories like I was, keep keep a list of the titles next to you. I I had a friend create covers for me. So so one time when I was losing belief in myself that I could do this, I just made a little image of all of the book covers that, that I had for those pieces, and I printed it off, and I put it on my wall. That You need something to remind you that you are achieving things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really important that your reward that you give yourself is related to the thing you're doing. You do not reward yourself for writing your pages with cookies. Um, <laughs> ask me how I know. Yeah, and especially if you're also <laughs> trying to lose weight or get fit or eat healthier, exactly. you don't want to reward yourself with the with the anti-goal. Right, because you do not train your muse that this goal gets this unrelated reward. You train your muse that the reward is the work itself and that you get the, that by doing the work, that's the reward and you get to see the reward every day. And that won't make you fat either. And as someone who once weighed probably around 250 pounds, um, uh, and I don't now because yay keto, but, uh, <laughs> I can say that making rewards extrinsic to the work is a very, very bad idea. So is, um, do you, is there anything else with the goal setting? Is there a takeaway? Um, yeah, the, the takeaway is really pretty short. Um, I want to write a book lives in the fantasy of done, um, with a cover and a publisher and adoring fans, and you cannot get there from here. I want to write today lives in the reality of, I want to work today and you can work and every day is today. So if that's your goal, you can succeed every single day. All right. So that has been our episode on goal setting and goal keeping. Um, obviously, this is a huge topic. There's there's so many different ways to go about this. So I, I'm anticipating a lot of fun within the forums um, with the goal setting. If you have any advice that works for you, and I mean works, don't spread advice that, you know, Not oh, I read, read this. And yeah, because <laughs> everybody's read a million goal setting advice. We've all read the books. Yes. (laughs) So the idea is share what works with you in the forums because there are people out there with brains like yours that aren't like mine, that aren't like Holly's and that need help. 
So let's let's get this goal setting uh, forum post hopping and share some links, share some advice, and yeah. uh, and share what works for you. Absolutely, yeah, because we all have that goal in mind to achieve things. So whatever it is, um, so yeah, let's wrap it up then you can follow us on the socials at twitter and instagram it is at a i a r w i p we're on facebook at alone with invisible people or alone in a room with invisible people our website is alone in alone with invisible people.com <laughs> and you can find us at holly's writing classes join the free forums and you can hang out with us in there i think that that is it's actually pretty full of conversation and there's a whole bunch of people asking questions so it's it's a great place to be it is there's a fun fun bunch of people in there and they are all really really good people so we are doing a 30 day 10 minute challenge 10 minute timer challenge in the forums as well you if you missed a couple of days it's no big deal basically it's just a place to check in and keep consistent like we mentioned i believe at the first part of um this episode but we've mentioned it a couple of times yeah you can also um follow us on patreon if you're interested in supporting the podcast we have three different levels of um support that you can be a part of and we are still working on the rewards for sometime in 2019 if you are more interested in supporting on a one-time basis we have that option as well it is on our website that again that is alone with invisible people.com on the top right there is a place for a um, support there's three different tiers on there you can give whatever you'd like we've had a couple of people do that and i really really want to say thank you so much for the people who are our patrons for the people who are supporting us um through the the um yeah, one-time support you know option as well believe me when i say every little bit counts every little bit makes a difference and every little if, bit helps to pay a bill yeah absolutely absolutely so it's it's definitely helping us to keep the podcast free and ad free because we really don't i mean i could see us doing some sponsorships in mm -hmm. the future with things that we actually believe in right and use writing wise yeah but i don't ever want to have advertisements on here i can't stand ads <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so that is that is there anything else that i forgot to add uh no i think that's going to do it for today just just set find, find the work that you love in this find the way to love the work and then make the fences low and now a word from our sponsor you want to write, you love words, you love fiction, but you don't know where to start or how to middle or where to finish. I do. I'm Holly Lyle, and I've been doing this professionally since 1991. And I know how I did what I did to go pro, and I'll be happy to show you what I've learned. Start with my free three-week flash fiction class at hollyswritingclasses.com.